home of the best pens coverage. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Brooks Kepka won the PGA Player of the Year. Wait a minute. Why did Tiger Woods win it? That's the big story. The comeback. All Kepka did was win the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship and maybe nailed Paulina Gretzky, who is Dustin Johnson's girlfriend. That pales a comparison to what we pretended Tiger did. We need to go to the Supreme Court and have Justice Kavanaugh reverse this. Kepka beat Tiger head up down the stretch at the PGA Championship. But that's about Tiger's courage and competitiveness and looking sexy in that red shirt. As far as I'm concerned, Tiger Woods won that tournament and he is PGA Player of the Year. Tiger probably nailed Paulina Gretzky too. He is a sex addict after all. Hey PGA, what the hell is wrong with you? Tiger's the man. Baba Booey, mashed potatoes, get in the hole. And guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call if you want to talk to me. But for all your heating, plumbing, and cooling needs... Call 412-367-0815. You know what I've got no feedback on? A little on Twitter, not on the show. My notion that AB needs therapy. Do you people really think he doesn't need therapy? I'm not going to bore you and bore myself, more important, by going over the timeline, his nonstop path to chaos for how many years? But how could you look at all that and think that he doesn't need therapy? And I know just who the guy to treat him would be. Dr. Leo Marvin's a genius. Your death therapy cured me, you genius. Let's go to James in the car. James, you're on with Double M. Mark, I think that uh, Juju, is, uh, I think that uh is going to go after Juju. I think he's a sociopath. I think that he sat there in his house and watched that play over and over and over again and paused it where Juju was looking down on him. And I think he's had, he, he, he won't be able to help himself. He's going to do something stupid. You know, ordinarily I'd say you're being dramatic. In this situation, I think you're exactly right. I think he's going to do something way over the top. He can't help himself. Can't help himself. You use the exact proper word, Monami, sociopath. You know who could help Vontez Perfect. Dr. Leo Marvin's a genius. Your death therapy cured me, you genius. Let's go to Adam and Level Green. Adam, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, you know, with that mind, my concussion, I, I know it's early in the season, but. I think the Penguins just got to trade this guy. I mean, it's club hand scared. Oh, okay, him. trade him for who? Uh, you know, it, that's up to you. Who do you think they No, no, trade no. You see, that's the worst kind of sports call. 
when you say just get rid of the guy and you have no plan whatsoever. He's a two-time Stanley Cup winning goaltender. When he's healthy, he's excellent. You don't know your glove hand from your backside. So don't act like you can analyze Matt Murray's specifics. There's just nothing to do right now with Matt Murray being hurt. And uh, what do you think they'd get for him in a trade with him being injured? I mean, you're proposing a totally impractical solution, which makes it not a solution at all. Anything else? No, that'll be all. Thank you. Yeah, really good call. Dr. Leo Marvin's a genius. You know he's singing that the happy birthday because it's Dr. Leo Marvin's birthday. Dr. Marvin, Dr. Leo Marvin. Let's go to Dan and McKee's Rocks. Dan, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Good day. I said good day. Uh, I just want. I was actually calling about perfect, but that guy who just called just struck a nerve. People who think Matt Murray should be traded should just stop talking about hockey and maybe stick to just watching it. And you can't uh, you can't trade him anyway. What would you get for him? Hurt and frequently hurt. I, I, I don't even think it's even worth like you're pontificating about that because it's so out of the well, realm. Let, let me say this though: if he would miss, if he plays less than than fifty games this year then you have to start considering another plan, Definitely. even if it's bringing in a legitimate veteran goalie, not anti-Naomi again, but a legitimate veteran goalie with the idea they're going to split time until Murray can prove he's healthy. I'll give an example. The Blackhawks went out and got Cam Ward as a free agent from Carolina, right? Yeah. And I don't know what they're paying him. But, uh, but I would like to see the Penguins get a guy like that if we knew Matt Murray was going to be brittle this year. And that's a path they may have to take next year. Oh, absolutely. But then maybe maybe Muzz will play next week and play 65 games. We don't know yet. Yeah, and then go on a tear and then everybody forgets about this. Uh, Until he gets hurt the next time. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Mark. Hey, Double M, big fan. Thank you. Hey, Bert. Perfect is crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Perfect tried to start something in pregame warm-ups. He'll be waiting in midfield for Juju in warm-ups. That would not uh, surprise me at all either. Not to mention, Juju runs most of his routes out of the slots. He's going to have a ton of opportunities to light him up. No question. No question. You know what could help Juju, though? What? He's lit. <laughs> no, seriously, we're talking about Perfect, who is not lit. And Juju was not only lit, but lit AF. The only thing how is... Can get, if, how if, can he if, get lit if he's already lit? He can't get lit up if he's already lit. No, he it could happen. And uh, he could go from lit AF to dead AF in very short order. All right, we got Chris and Jimmy on hold. Let's keep him on hold. And we got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. I, I think this, this Juju perfect situation is... Uh, it's a live wire, but that's what they said about Motley Crue. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, hi, Mark. Hi. First day, I love your show. I just talked to David Lee Roth. He said, somebody get me a doctor. VX at 105.9. Happy 64th birthday to David Lee Roth. An average singer, one of the best front men ever, and possibly the worst radio host that's ever sat behind a microphone. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. The number to call. We got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Kevin in the car. Kevin, you're on with Mark. Hey, Super G. Afternoon. What up, man? Hey, um, I'll tell you, you have to watch uh, Steelers turning the ball over because that just uh, gives 
you know, a perfect uh, chance to, you know, do a hit on a quarterback or a receiver. Oh, you mean like uh, a block after the turnover? Yep, and, you know, they'll take, they'll well, take yeah, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not sure we have to limit that to, uh, I'm not sure we have to say that's Burfick's only opportunity to f somebody up. He, but it's he, illegal though. He, they're not legal, but oh, when was illegal. when was the last time Vontez Burfick cared about legal? That's but ten yards of blocking the back. You know, he he. I think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be stupid enough to do something really stupid. How can you possibly stupid. say that when his whole career has been based on stupid? Well. uh... You know, they come hard down, you know, on Tom Wilson now, and then maybe make an example at him, throw him out for the rest of the league. I guarantee the NF, the NHL will not come down hard on Vontez Burfecht. Hmm. All right, thanks. The NFL might, not the NHL. I can't compare the Tom Wilson suspension to potential punishment for Vontez Burfecht. By the way, uh, Nate, hold on for one more second. Uh, Bud Dupree today had a interesting quote about the Steelers returned to Cincinnati since the last visit when uh, Ryan Shazier got paralyzed. Dupree said that he and Vince Williams weren't sure how Shazier got hurt. They thought he got hit blindside. They spent the worst rest of the first half trying to get revenge and didn't see the replay till halftime. Okay, I, I hate the joke about the whole Shazier situation, so I won't. I'll say this very seriously. You mean to tell me that Bud Dupree and Vince Williams tried to get even with the Bengals the rest of the first half and didn't get a flag or a card off or even a limp off? You guys aren't very good at revenge, are you? Furthermore, I don't think you're all that great at football. Crikey. Let's go to Nate in Cooksville. Nate, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, man. How are you doing today? Good, man. What up? All right, so I want to get your first opinion on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Currently 2-1-1, one, and one, the only tie coming from the Cleveland Browns, and Cleveland looking like the better team right now, especially with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Do so you think the Browns are better than the Steelers? I think so right now, yes. You yeah, I, 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 I don't agree. Uh, I don't know how that conclusion can be drawn after just five games. Well, Cleveland, I know they've had defensive problems, but Baker Mayfield has been a stud. So you're, you're a Browns fan, right? Somewhat, yes. My yeah, it's really, fan. really hard to tell. Uh, so, so I think the Steelers probably smashed the Browns to smithereens in Week Eight, and then that'll just kind of chop all this up and put it down the garbage disposal. See, that's where you and I, I think, would disagree. I think if the Browns can get their defensive ends together, because really they should have been. Five Don't you feel kind of sad? that not only are you a Browns fan, but you didn't really admit it wholeheartedly. You said, I'm kind of a Browns fan. And and aren't you kind of embarrassed to be dissecting how the Browns play went for how many years that the analysis hasn't made any difference? No, I've got no embarrassment. I have no shame left anymore. I believe that they can be a good AFC North team. And the fact that the Steelers are tied with them, that should say something right now. Yeah, it says the Steelers stink. Exactly. And the Browns look better than the Steelers right now. No, I wouldn't say that. I think they both look kind of crappy. Uh, how many touchdowns did the Browns score in that win over Baltimore? Eh, not very much. I'll give it that. I don't think any. Wasn't it 12-9? Yeah. It's, yeah. There was yeah. only one touchdown. That was Mayfield, I believe, to Jarvis Landers. <laughs> 12 points. Great game by Mayfield. Super productive. 
At least they're getting wins. They're looking better each time. 12 points. Great game by Mayfield. Super productive. Okay, yeah. See you later. Up next in studio, Baker Mayfield. No, (laughs) it's Dayon Kovacevic. By the way, congratulations to Char Valley High School's boys soccer. Qualified for the playoffs last night with a big win over Gateway. I saw it 6-0. That's a lot of goals, too. Um, one of my old friends from major indoor soccer is in town to visit uh, Dave McKenzie, another of my indoor soccer friends, Eric Geyer, uh, the German, eating potato pancakes last night at the bottle shop. They called him the Wolfman. He actually ill-advisedly put that on the back of his jersey once. Good guy, though. Dejan next, 105.9. Oh, wait, I'm back, and there's more. Call in now, be caller number seven, and you get two tickets to see the Struts and Glorious Sons at the X Kick-Ass Christmas Show, Saturday, December 1st at Stage A.E. Caller number seven right now at 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. It's a rare chance for you to have a brush with greatness. Make the most of it. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Say, here's another great name from the past. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio, he is the constructor and conductor at DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, what's your take on the latest AB drama? Uh, I think he needs therapy. He almost killed a 22-month-old kid, for God's sake. Well... Again, I mean, do we have to throw out all the obvious disclaimers here that we don't have all of the facts yet, and we, you know, he deserves the benefit of, you know, I don't want to say the benefit of the doubt because he's done a lot of goofy things. Well, obviously, the, the police came to his place uh, three times in three days. That we know for sure. Yeah, that we know for sure. We also don't know who would have called him or what their motives might have been. Look, I, the guy is goofy. I mean, the guy is different. Uh, I've said to you on this show, and I've written uh, on our site that I don't recognize who he is anymore in any walk of life. Well, don't you think that indicates he needs therapy? I think that the, I'm saying that very is, seriously. He is really aloof. Isn't the word? I'm looking it, it's, out it's, for it's, him. it's out there. The rest of y'all oh, just want yeah, to be. I am. Out for the I am. No, I seriously am. The rest of y'all just want him to catch footballs. That he, guy needs help. He is. He has gone to some other planet um and i say that mark even in the context of just like a casual conversation where he'll do some really strange things i think i've told you about when i was interviewing somebody at the stall next to him and he just stood up and was just doing this weird staring thing and then moved like within an inch or so of my nose and was just like like i mean i wasn't even sure what to do is like is this person even human am i connecting with him here at all in any way shape or form if i talk to him i just and then on on another day, he's awesome. He'll see you. Hey, how are you? Whatever, and almost remember your name. That's I, what I mean. I, Therapy. There's there's something that's Therapy. very very different about him. That's that's as generously as it's I can called put neuroses. It. I'm not going to be that guy that makes that diagnosis, Mark. But I do know that if he's throwing ottomans and televisions or whatever it was out of his apartment or wherever that was, uh, you know that there's a problem. What are your expectations for the Steelers and Bengals on Sunday? That game in Cincinnati last year was almost medieval. It was beyond violent. I've never seen a football game like that. It was scary. Dating back to maybe an Oakland-Pittsburgh game in the mid-70s. The scariest thing about that game, if you step back and look at it from uh, from a whole, is that 
even if the Ryan Shazier incident was taken out of it, it was terrifying. I mean, the the, the juju hit on Vontez. Look, if it was anybody other than Vontez Perfect, everybody would have been flipping out over that too. Uh, there were some scary incidents there, even after those two uh, got hurt, Shazier and Perfect. Uh, they are now the Steelers and Bengals, what the Steelers and Ravens were a few years ago. No, we, they're 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 worse than that. There's. But, there's an edge to this rivalry that's a lot nastier than Steelers and yeah, Ravens and ever I, were. I'm you, I always sensed there was respect between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I don't sense there's any that respect is a between very, these two teams. That is a very, very accurate statement. I, I, I know in in covering the Pittsburgh-Baltimore games, you would hear afterward, well, that's football, that's football, that was a great game. What I hear in the Pittsburgh locker room, especially when they're in Cincinnati for some reason, it just gets that much more uh, hyped up. Uh, those guys are talking like they hate the other side. I mean, they'll start, and this is obviously off the record on their end, but they'll start naming names and that SOB did this to me. And and when they do speak on the record, it's very guarded. Yeah, not with everyone, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, the offensive linemen in particular will speak their minds. Because, well, there's, there's tiptoeing. Yeah, there's stuff that we don't see. We talk, Mark, about the, you know, the big hits and everything that make it onto the, the highlights, of it, but the stuff that happens in the trenches between these teams is just... Horrible. When a guy like Alejandro Villanueva, who's been in real combat, is saying stuff like, this is, I don't even know what that is out there. Uh, you're in a different world. How do you prepare for playing against Vontez Burfick specifically? He's the most dangerous, dirty player I've ever seen, and I can't imagine a scenario Sunday where he doesn't try to get even with Juju Schuster for concussing him last year. Well, I, I think you could see that coming, and I think you could also see that the Steelers as a whole have to be aware of him. And when I say that, I'm talking less about in plays and more like at the end of plays when he can come in and just cut somebody from the side or, or, or act like he fell into someone. That's another one of his specialties. And, you know, and roll up the side of their knee. Uh, they have to be aware of that. They can't pretend otherwise. They can't say, well, oh, we're just going to play football. And, uh, but I also think... that That's putting yourself at risk if you approach it that way. I also think... Especially Juju. Do you remember the head-to-head collision between David DeCastro and Perfect a couple of years back where they just they saw each other yeah, coming? Yeah, like two Rams. It was unbelievable. And it, they both went down like it was, it was scary for a minute for both those guys. Uh, DeCastro knew what he was doing. He wanted to find a way to kind of defang him uh, early on. Maybe you'll see some of that. Uh, especially among the offensive linemen who who really stick together. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's just going to be an awareness issue more than anything. Until it kicks off. Yep. Uh, Joe Hayden shut down Julio Jones uh, this past Sunday. Can he do the same to A.J. Green, and should that be the game plan? It's, it's, a, it's a different type of challenge. I think, first of all, Atlanta's offensive line was so bad that in this game, and the Steelers' defensive line, not to take credit away from those guys, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt were just wrecking people, that that made a big difference. And that's not to take any credit away from Hayden, but the biggest issue was that Ryan didn't have time to do second and third reads, and he wasn't able to build up other options. We'll see if Andy Dalton can do that. Tyler Boyd, who shouldn't be surprising anybody around here, has become a terrific second option at times for the Bengals, especially on third down, a first option. The Steelers are going to be concerned about A.J. Green, uh, but it's a different challenge. You know, A.J.'s a big play. Well, not that Julio isn't. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I see some yeah. similarities. And yeah, I got, there and are. I got, but I got to tell you, Hayden 
covering uh, Jones all around the field was a radical change for the Steelers, Dejan. Usually it's just a left and right corner. Yeah. And whoever comes out to your side is who you cover. But Hayden followed Jones no, it, everywhere. It was a hard shadow. And, you know, uh, people like me, and, and I'm pretty sure you, have been pretty tough on Keith Butler over the first two, three weeks. That was a great idea. Uh, that that's something I think he has to get credit for as a coach, uh, almost as much as what Hayden did in terms of the execution. Um, would they do that again? Uh, they're going to play coy about it. I think Mike Tomlin already did in his press conference. But why not? You know, if you can do that to Julio Jones, the difference though, though I was going to finish this before between Julio Jones and AJ Green is Julio's body language by the end of that game, even when he started making those garbage time catches, was just terrible. He got discouraged. A.J. Green is not that guy. He's a character guy through and through, and he's going to battle. We're talking today on Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. You know, it might be a bigger matchup than uh, Hayden and uh, and Green, if that's the way that shakes down, is the other corner or corners against Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. of the Bengals, the pit kid, Clarton High School. He has 30 catches already, leads the team. Yeah, he's he's been their guy, their go-to guy, especially when they need to move the sticks. Uh, Tyler, I think, has found his niche in the NFL. When he first came out of Pitt and, and went to the Bengals, I think he was still thinking of himself as that big play guy that he always was, uh, not just at Pitt, but going way back to Clareton, obviously. Uh, with the Bengals and in the NFL, he was always going to need to be more of an intermediate guy. But in order to do that, Tyler needed to bulk up a little bit. He needed to get stronger and more solid, and he is that right now. And he still has that. Tyler's never had that breakaway speed. He wasn't going to blow anybody away at the combine. But Tyler's always had that instinct to be able to turn just the right direction to get that extra few yards. Now, the Bengals are 4-1, and one and they lead the division. But this is the game where they usually flinch. Yep. Are they going to flinch now, or do you think this is a different Bengals team? Are they for real? Well, I, I'm not going to say they're for real. They've beaten three mediocre teams by 10 points, and they beat Atlanta by one point. The Steelers did a lot of that last year. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying this is what they've done to date. Uh, their their offense is ranked 16th in the NFL. Their defense is ranked 28th. None of that blows me away. Uh, the fact that they don't have Tyler Eifert takes one of those very vital, I think, intermediate guys away. Tyler Eifert's hurt, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Right. He's on. done. Remember his ankle just like yeah, yeah, disappeared. Um, this so this. Yeah, I is, thought I saw a picture of him in hospital bed, giving the big thumbs up. Oh, geez. dude, your ankle blew out. Why yeah, give yeah, the big yeah, thumbs up? Yeah, put the thumb down, man. <laughs> they uh, they have uh, they're not a great team. Uh, I don't think that if all teams are going at their optimal, that they're the best team in the AFC North. I think the Steelers is that, but ultimately you got to, you know, they got to go out and get that done, especially now that they've dug themselves this hole. Now, a couple quick penguin items. Matt Murray is concussed for the third time yep. in his very short career and injured for the eighth time. That is becoming a frustrating and worrying situation for the Penguins, isn't it? It, it is. Um I was up there today and and the feeling that I get uh from the Penguins is that they they trust the guys that they have, they trust Casey DeSmith, they trust Tristan Jari. Now, I think that's an easy thing to say in the I, short term. I trust term. them, too, in October. That's what I'm saying. In the short term, I, I think you can give those guys a little bit of a ride. But uh, we're talking now with Murray, a third recorded, like, uh, you know, official concussion since he's been in the NHL. Multiple other upper body, lower body injuries uh, that he's had. Um, it's starting to get a little bit. Scary, especially as it relates to a concussion uh, for him. And 
I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, not yet, that Jim Rutherford doesn't try to make sure that he addresses that down the road. You know how strongly well, Rutherford With a trade feels. with a better backup? Yep. Yeah, you see, I said that before the show. Uh, Chicago, for no specific reason, because I think Corey Crawford's a decent goalie. He's okay. They went out and got Cam Ward. Yep. Which kind of gave them a 1A. And Ward's biggest issue in Carolina was that he was overused. So it works. Right, right. right. So I think the, the Penguins might have to pursue a guy like that at yep. some point, even if it's uh, next offseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think it's going to have to be before that. I really do. Uh, if, if, if Tristan Jari was ready uh, in terms of poise in particular to be or challenge for a number one goaltending spot in the NHL, I think you'd be okay. But, Mark, he showed everybody again in the preseason and camp that he's not. He's just not there yet. And Casey DeSmith is exactly what he is. Uh, Oli Mata will not play tomorrow. Juso Rico will. What's your take on that? Well, first of all, I can tell you from being up at practice this afternoon that it's entirely possible that Oli Mata's still skating right now. He stayed out for more than an hour with a skills coach and working on his skating and his stride and everything. Uh, this is a, and you know him really well, Mark. This is a proud kid. Uh, he wants to be back out there. He wants to start. He's not going to. I don't believe on Thursday night you're going to see Yuso Ricola out there, which will be fun for people. Uh, well, I think they want to get a look at him at the very least to determine whether he can help right. Pittsburgh immediately or do you send him down to Wilkes to play? Right. This is the opportunity that I think they were waiting for. And, and if they benefit doubly by letting Ole. Understand. Look, there's. I, I had my album mixed in doubly. What? Keep going. <laughs> the, if, if if only Mata can get back to his game where he's in constant motion, then his inability, I think, at times to go to zero to sixty is what hurts him. You know, he's not Chris Letang where he can just make up for a mistake and just turn around and fly and catch up with a guy. But if he's in constant motion, then he is, and I know you agree with me on this, that level of player who was the best, arguably, defenseman that the Penguins had in the playoffs last spring. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Yep. I, I would not have scratched him. I think Who would you have scratched? Anybody? Uh, Oleksiak. Why? I don't think he's played very well. Yeah. And I think he's the least of the six. I think when you're holding... He's, he's at that part on the depth chart, but I don't know that that means that he hasn't played well. They on, uh, nobody on defense has played well. Not one of them. They've allowed, Chris Letang has played they, they've well. They've allowed, uh, except for the first 10 minutes of the first game, yes. Okay. But they've allowed uh, you know, 12 goals in... in uh, excuse me, 11 goals in two games. So none of the defensemen have played well, so I would have gone to the end of the depth chart to give Rico the chance. Right, and you could also make an argument, this is what I thought you were going to say, that you wouldn't make any change at all because it hasn't been about the defensemen. No, I, as much as it has the whole bleeping team right well, and, now, and the, and the forwards you know? having zero commitment to, to defense outside okay. of Crosby and right. Pencil, right? And that that's been true across the board. And to Mike Sullivan's credit, he did it again today, Mark. Just barking, stopping drills, making sure everybody's. Oh, in. he was pissed Saturday oh. night after the game, but he took it. <laughs> he saved it up for a cause. It's, it's a little too early to get pissed, but I get it. No, he 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 loves to seize those teaching moments. That's his thing. He he almost takes a game like that the way he did the one last year in Chicago, the ten one game, and says, "Okay, good," because this is the one I wanted to seize and make a real impression on these guys. I'd be really surprised if they don't come out a very different team tomorrow night. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and ask Mark literally anything. 105.9 X. Of the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan. That happens when the show's as popular as this one. Yeah, double M, man. He'd love the show. He just wants to dance. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time not to ask Mark anything. 
It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. So check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon in the truck. Ask Mark anything. Brandon, you there? Hey, Mark. And I was wondering if maybe Matt Murray should just retire and the Penguins just move on from him. Yeah, who would play goal then? Tristan Jari. Okay, he's not very good. What if he wasn't very good? Well, Matt and what's Murray's your what's your logic for moving on from Matt Murray? He's twenty four years old, and the injuries are frustrating. But he's won two Stanley Cups and is a very talented goaltender. So basically, well, you want to put Matt Murray in the rearview mirror just so you don't have to think about it anymore and are willing to put an inferior goalie in just, well, because he might not get hurt. Then again, what if he does? Is that about what you're thinking? Well, Matt Murray, we won two cups in spite of him. Yeah, again, answer my question. Is that what you're thinking? No, it's not. I just think... No, the bottom line, you're not... No, 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 but basically you're like every other schmuck, every jerk, every jackass, every imbecile, every moron, every idiot who wants to solve a problem by just ditching somebody but doesn't know what to do after that. So you're a jerk, an ass, a clown, an idiot, a moron, a son of a bitch, and if you were here, I'd slap you, spit on you, and date your mother. Thank you for the call. I just said date, dinner, drink, something like that. Let's go to Shane in the car. Shane, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. What up? Uh, I was just wondering if you think Vontez Burfecht or Tom Wilson is the dirtier player. That's actually a pretty good question. Um, I would say Vontez Burfecht because of the nature of his game. I think it's a more dangerous game, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Then again, it's not that much more dangerous. And Vontez Burfecht isn't carrying around a big piece of lumber. That's a mm-hmm. tough one. If if I think both are sociopaths. I think both are sadistic. I think there's something wrong in the head with both of them. Leaves the line open for Ask Mark Anything. 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Justin in North Hills. Justin, Ask Mark Anything. Hey, what's up, Mark? What up? Uh, taking the girlfriend out for her 35th birthday tonight. I'm wondering where the, the best place to go get some dessert in the city is. Well, okay. You're going to laugh at my favorite dessert. My favorite dessert is the Dairy Queen Blizzard. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if that would impress somebody going for dessert. Where are you going for dinner? Uh, Cheesecake Factory. They have, bro, you answered your own question. Firstly, I think for your girlfriend's 35th birthday, you should take her someplace classier than the Cheesecake Factory, although I like the Cheesecake Factory. Now, do you have reservations? They take reservations there? Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure, actually. It's a long line sometimes, bro, a long line. Which one are you going to? Uh, the one out Ross Park Mall. Okay, uh, the cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory is not coincidentally really good. True, I was just—I didn't know if we had a. No, you know, go stay there. Get them. here's what I get: get the Oreo cheesecake with with coffee. It's it's wonderful. All right, cool. Thank you. There you go. The guy's literally going to a place named after dessert, and he wants to know where to get dessert. Let's go to James in Las Vegas, where I'll be this weekend. James, ask Mark anything. SD, what's up, man? What up, man? None. Hey, I'm driving around the strip, and I was wondering, what would Mark Madden's homeless sign read or say if Mark Madden would ever become homeless? 
I don't think that's going to happen, brah. And and I would kill myself if I was homeless. Give, give me what the sign would say. I will kill myself if I'm homeless. Thank you for the call. <laughs> By the way, there's a story. Uh, I think it was in USA Today. Joe Murphy, who was the first pick overall in the NHL draft in 1986, uh, won the NCAA championship, won the AHL championship, and moved on to Edmonton and won the Stanley Cup in 1990. Kind of underachieved for first pick overall, but still had a solid career. He's homeless and has been for quite some time. And to compound being homeless, he's like apparently mentally deranged. That's a deadly combination, that. Let's go to uh, Tom in the car. Tom, ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up? So I question for you. Has there ever been a goalie in NHL that their, their career has been cut short because of concussions? I, I can't remember about concussions, but there have been some goalies who have flashed back into their pan. The most notable example I could think of is uh, Jim Carrey uh, back in the 90s, who, who won the Calder, won the... Vezina and then was out of hockey in a couple of years, partly because in a playoff series, Mario tortured him and knocked him out of the box, and he never recovered mentally, some said. Yeah, a little worried about Murray. Well, yeah, you should be, but I mean, there's not an option besides Murray and waiting for Murray. Let's go to Jim in Penn Hills. Jim, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. This is Jim. I was wondering about deck hockey in the late 80s whenever I played for the Royals with Steve Russell. If we would have won that triple overtime without him against the Kings. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, congratulations on reliving your deck hockey fantasies from a million years ago. And no matter who you are, I won more than you did. I'm heading on to PPG Paints Arena, and all I can say is Get back, honky cat. 1059 EX.